We are just 18 days away from Razorback football, and we continue to hear from various coaches and players. But the one thing we know about an Arkansas coach team is it always is going to have an elite offensive line for a few reasons. Also, get to hear from Eric Musselman as he wraps up the Europe tour for Razorback basketball. It's all coming up on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as we are continuing on through fall camp and giving some great updates. And, uh, you know, I will say that uh, there's a few coaches that we have heard from already that I have been really fascinated by and they have said some some interesting things, especially since we don't get to hear from them uh, too often. But the one coach that I was really looking forward to hearing from was the offensive line coach, uh, Cody Kennedy, which I, you know, rumor has it that he may or may not be listening to these podcasts on occasion. You know, just know, you know, I'm going to flex on that a little bit, but. Uh, I, I, besides that part, obviously, I, I really wanted to hear from Coach Kennedy because you talk about a guy who had such an interesting journey and in, in coming through the ranks of uh, where he's at now, where originally he was hired to be the tight ends coach for Arkansas, and then Brad Davis left, and then immediately Sam Pittman moved him over without even really coaching the tight ends at all, boom, right over into the offensive line position. And then, of course, Dow Loggins came in at the tight end coach, and I remember at that time, I was like, wow, that's that's quite the move. Like Sam Pittman must really believe in this guy. He must really think that he has uh, a lot of things going for him and a lot of things that uh, may really stand out to Sam Pittman. And at the end of the day, let's be honest, if Sam Pittman believes that there's a particular coach that's really good at coaching offensive line, I'm going to go ahead and believe him. And I'm never going to question any hire that he ever makes in general, but especially at that offensive line position. And it was such a, a great addition and a great uh, move there by Sam Pittman that last year you had Cody Kennedy up for the Broyles award. So, you know, that's no joke. That's nothing to sneeze at. And so it's kind of fun to hear from a coach like him and then coming from his perspective and his journey and all those things to, uh, to really dive into it. And one of the things that I, I always really wanted to hear from him is how he approaches coaching or how he deals with uh, coaching under Sam Pittman, who so many people, believe is the best offensive line coach ever in the country. Well, now he's a head coach. So what's it like mentoring under him, going about it the way he's supposed to go about it, and also coaching a team that's full of veteran players uh, like this year's team is and uh, being able to continue from last year. And Cody Kennedy had uh, a lot of interesting comments, but here's what he had to say about coaching the vets and coaching under Sam Pittman. More coaches on the field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I can pair those guys up and say, hey, Ricky Stromberg, go take XYZ young guy, go work on this. And there's ownership there. Um, you know, obviously as a coach, you got to make sure Ricky's teaching him the right thing, but he is, he's invested, he knows our techniques, but, but you're able to kind of uh, branch guys off and you got more coaches, you got more eyes, they're coaching young guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bo Lemmer's coaching a, a, a Patrick Kudis, you know, Brady Latham's coaching a, a Patrick Kudis. Uh, uh, um, you know, Luke Jones is coaching Andrew Chambly. Is coaching at Evan Manning. Those guys, so you got more eyes out there that you trust. And, and just from them playing together as ones, 
the communication level is is at an elite level right now because they number one they the knowledge base is there okay you can't communicate it at a high level if you don't have a, a firm knowledge base and they got that knowledge base as the season kind of progressed last year and now they're able to execute that through high levels of communication and blitzes they may see one day that are brand new if it gets them one time they're talking hey listen we should have made this call i think this call would have worked out better so now it's it's conceptual learning. It's not, I do this because Coach Kennedy said so. It's, we do this because this guy was more dangerous than this guy. So they're able to conceptually learn things and apply them. Uh, whereas it's not like a, a multiple choice, SAT, ACT. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're able to apply things to different situations. And that's fun to see in my mind, man. That's what you do it for. You want all your guys playing at that level, to be honest. Ones, twos, and threes. Uh, but just to see those guys kind of communicate, and you see the light bulb go off like, oh, we, we could have done that and it would have been easier for us. Maybe next time we do that. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's coaching, you know? So it's fun. I love the comments there by Coach Kennedy where he really dives into the the type of coaching mentality that uh, he has and also the players that he has that are very coachable. Because that's one thing that like I try to apply it to in my very, very, very short uh, football career that I had growing up. I just remember there were times, you know, and stuff where it's like, okay, you know, you did things just because that's what the coach told you. You don't understand it. You don't know what what's the point of it. You don't understand, you know, okay, well, I'm pulling here as a lead blocker. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. This is what coach told me to do. And so there are a lot of people out there. And I think that there are a lot of players out there that may be extremely talented, but you know, they just kind of go with, okay, whatever you say is what I'm going to do. I don't question anything. I don't change anything. And sometimes that can be a good thing, but what's even better than that is something just like what Cody Kennedy said there is that it's about conceptualizing how you go about and your development as a player where you don't have to worry about, okay, well, what does coach say? Because there's going to be things out there that are going to get thrown at you when you go up against SEC defenses that you didn't see in practices and that maybe the coach didn't tell you about or that that maybe you know you weren't even familiar with at all. But when it happens, what are you going to do? I mean, you can't just go off the field and go back over to the practice field and say, okay, let's work on these blitzes. you got to be able to adjust on the fly. you got to be able to say, all right, well, we know that they're going to throw this at us or we saw what happens here. So let's change it up. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. And that shows you not only the type of players that they're dealing with in the offensive line, but also the type of coaching that they're getting. And that's that's the type of coaching you want to have. You want to have it to where each and every player. And again, we're, we're, I know we're talking about the offensive line specifically here, but this can be used, generally speaking, to pretty much everybody who's on a football team. You want to be able to coach them in a particular way where it's it's almost like you're managing it, where they know what to do. They know how to do it. They know what situations call for what movements and what uh, type of uh, things that need to be done. But they're smart enough to where they know what to expect and what you expect as a coach from them. Like They already know that. They just need to apply it. They need to go about it the right way. They need to do this, need to do that, whatever it may be. That's the way you're supposed to coach. And hearing Cody Kennedy talk about this, it's just further evidence that as long as Sam Pittman is your head coach, as long as he is your head coach, your offensive line is going to be one of the best, one of the best, if not the best in the country at times. And I think Cody Kennedy understands that because here's the thing, like I think Coach Kennedy will eventually move on to something else. Like maybe he'll be 
um, an offensive coordinator one day, or maybe he'll be a head coach one day. I'm sure that that's something that he would really like to do. So he's not going to be the offensive line coach forever at Arkansas. I just, I just don't see that happening, nor do you want your assistant coaches to be the coaches there forever because you want them to move on to bigger and better things. I think that's even what Sam Pittman wants. But you know, to just know exactly how good Arkansas has it in the offensive line room where you have a guy like Cody Kennedy who in just one year was able to do just tremendous things and also have a well-coached group of guys that are able to do the right things and make the right movements to, uh, to do the things to, to compete in the SEC. Like All that stuff is really what's going to be a difference maker for you on that offensive line. And also, I started thinking about this, too. When you think about Arkansas last year, like they led the Power Five in rushing. They led the SEC in rushing. A lot of people forget about that. They led the SEC and Power Five in rushing last year, okay? On this offensive line that they had, not only last year, but even this year, there's not like a bona fide first-round pick, at least not yet. Now, somebody could develop into that. You know, we'll see. There isn't a bona fide first-round pick. There isn't a bona fide five-star offensive lineman on this team. But yet they were able to be one of the better offensive lines in the country last year, and I don't see that changing anytime soon, and especially into this year. That's an incredible feat. And you got to give a lot of credit to Coach Pittman and to Coach Kennedy for being able to put their offensive line where it's like, hey, even no matter what we got here, no matter what type of players we have, no matter how much talent is there, no matter where we recruited them from or if they transferred in, whatever, no matter what, we're going to make this work. You know, we talked about with Eric Musselman and about how he does with the basketball team that you put him, give him a deck of cards and he's going to figure out how to beat you with those five cards no matter what they are. It's kind of the same thing with these offensive line and with uh, with what I believe was going to be happening with Pittman and Kennedy is that you can hand them an offensive line, hand them five guys, five offensive linemen. They're going to make they're going to find a way to make it work. They're going to find a way to to make it work for uh being able to compete in the SEC. So, I think it's really cool to hear from coach Kennedy and how he approaches the game and uh how he approaches uh you know these veterans and these guys that are extremely coachable too. And we'll talk about some of the other comments or at least one of the other comments that coach Kennedy had to say about being able to coach at Arkansas. But first I got to tell you about betonline.net being the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your sports betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head bet to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today at betonline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on and talking about uh, the offensive line, which we did a lot in kind of diving into the the reasons why Arkansas is always going to have a really good offensive line. Uh, I thought it was really interesting when Cody Kennedy was asked about the going up against the Barry Odom defense and practices and how Barry Odom had been discussing in summertime and uh, even in fall camp that they're blitzing a lot. Like they're really putting a lot of pressure on the offensive line and just what that's like. What's that like going through it all with, uh, with having Barry Odom on the other side, if you're coach Ken, uh, coach Kennedy and, uh, not only did he speak highly of Coach Kennedy, but he spoke highly of a lot of the coaches at the University of Arkansas. I mean, 
I'm just very thankful to be in the position I'm in. Man, I wake up every day. I walk into the office. Coach Pittman's at the at the head hog office down there. One of the best, the the best O line coach in the game. Uh, I walk two more doors down. You got Barry Odom, who's one of the top coordinators in the game, and you got Kendall Browse on my side of the 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 office there. I mean, it's just like what Coach Odom throws at us. I don't have a call left to install. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have a call left, and that's why I was telling the guys today is we've seen a lot of variations of looks and. I'm just thankful we get to see it. It makes me a better coach. You know what I'm saying? Going against a guy like Coach Odom, who's who's the premier guy in the country, who's going to put you in situations where you got to be on it, you know? And uh, that's made me a better coach. It's made our players better players. Uh, and it just brings your whole organization up when you're around really, really good football coaches. So, uh, you know, hats off to those guys. They, they put us in, in situations where, oh, man, we got to go to this in meetings. You know what I'm saying? And we should. You know what I'm saying? If you're checking your oil the right way and you're preparing for an SEC slate, you should have those meetings. Uh, and you're going to have those reps in practice where, dang, forgot to cover that. That's bad on me. And I take it and I grow as a coach. Uh, but, man, I'm just thankful for that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here every day uh, and, and get to work and see those guys operate, especially being a, a younger guy, seeing that. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. It, it really is. So a comment there by Coach Kennedy and and diving into what it's like to go up against Barry Odom and that defense that he has. And then he talks about how he coaches under the best offensive line coach in the country and Sam Pittman. And now he has Kendall Bryles on the same side of the ball as him. And, you know, that's that's something that we all know. Like we all know that Arkansas has a really good setup of assistant coaches and just coaches in general that are able to put them in positions to be highly successful. Like we already know that we've already understood that we've already established that. But one of the elements that I guess I haven't really dived into or at least discussed is thinking about how like thinking about how coaches become better coaches when they go up against better coaches simply in practice. You know what I'm saying? Like go up, no up. Like if you're Cody Kennedy. How like what? Or let's let's just put it this way. We'll make a funny joke out of it, or at least something that I can always always down to poke fun at Chad Morris. Imagine if Barry Odom was the defensive coordinator of a Chad Morris offense. All right, or a Chad Morris coach team or whatever. And Barry Odom each and every day was having to go through his you know his blitz packages and like all these elite things and stuff that's that's really uh, dynamic and high end and. Uh, something that's really tough to to plan for and whatever. Like, just imagine that. Imagine a Barry Odom defense going up against a Chad Morris offense in practice. Barry Odom could have all of the greatest things just laid out where he's like, all right, I'm going to do this. When they show this, we're doing this. And he stops them over and over and over and over again. He is able to get interceptions. He's able to get sacks. He's able to stop the run. Whatever it may be, Barry Odom's defense is destroying Chad Morris's offense in these practices. How is that, though, going to make Barry Odom's defense better and well-prepared to take on the SEC? Because if, you, if you're just going up against ineptitude, if you're going up against a poor coached, poor talent, poor whatever, you're going up against that all the time in practices. That's not getting you ready for the biggest battles, which is going to be in the SEC. And that's exactly what makes this Sam Pittman staff so incredible 
other than the names and other than their talent and other than their recruiting is that in these practices, they get to go up against each other, which is constantly going to make them better. In this case, when a Coney Kennedy offensive line has to go up against a Barry Odom defensive front and all these blitzes are getting thrown at him, he's going to be more prepared. He's going to be uh, a guy that's going out there and figuring out exactly how to approach it, how to get better at it, and overall the team is going to be better for it. That's why it's so important to have the highest quality of coaches where you can't have drop-off anywhere. You want to go up against the best of the best. And I think with Arkansas's offense and with Arkansas's offensive line in this case, when they go up against a Barry Odom defense, you're going to see that. It's only going to make everybody else better. That's a culture that you want. You're on the same side. You're on the same team. At the end of the day, you're going to go out and you're going to win as a team or lose as a team once the season happens. But also at the end of the day, you're competing against one another in practice to get better. And the healthy competition that you're able to have is going to make everybody better. That's why I've always said in any example that I've ever had in sports, that whether it's creation of different leagues or whether it's uh, television deals, whatever, yeah, it gets a little annoying. It gets lost in transition, and there's a lot of other things that go on. But at the end of the day, competition breeds the best product. That's why we love sports. We love sports because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter you know what, what race you are. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter any of that. None of it matters because at the end of the day, the best of the best are always going to end up on top. You have to be the best. And it's showcased by your ability. Simply your ability. And at the end of the day, somebody wins and somebody loses. But if you're the winner, you're the best. So that's what makes sports so great. And that's why I love how the approach comes from when in, in, in practices where we don't talk about them enough other than, hey, what do you think about the wide receiver? How's he looking? Yeah, that's important. But I think it's equally more important is how are the teams getting better? How are they competing? How are they going at each other? I love when fights break out in practices as long as nobody gets hurt because that means that there's a high competition, a high level of competitiveness that's driving this thing. And so I love hearing... Uh, Cody Kennedy talk about that and really break it down and, and and describing how it's like going up against uh, these other teams and these other groups and these other guys that are going to make them better. It makes him a better coach. It makes Barry Odom a better coach too when he's going up against an offensive line like what Cody Kennedy has as well. It makes everybody better, and it's just awesome to hear uh, a coach come out and say that and describe it the way he does because I think everybody understands it. It's just a matter of actually showcasing it and executing it along the way too. Uh, we'll talk a little Razorback basketball. And as they uh, ended up finishing their Euro trip 4-0, and we'll hear from Eric Musselman on the other side of the break here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so Razorback basketball had a chance to uh, go over to Europe, and we know how exciting that was just to see this team play in the first of uh, four, four games, really. I mean, it wasn't anything too crazy as far as, uh, you know, really uh, you know going wild with this is how good this team's going to be. But I think it is really interesting to see what the team really needs to work on. But they did uh, find a way to end up beating Backen. Uh, by a final score of 70 to 59. It was really all about the first quarter because Arkansas beat him, was beating them 20 to five. 
Uh, Trevin Brazil at 28 points, nine rebounds. The dude was killing it. Uh, Ricky Council and Devo Davis had 10 points as well. Kamani Johnson had nine rebounds. Uh, Anthony Black had seven assists. So there was a lot of good play yesterday. Uh, but 30 turnovers cannot happen. Like, that's not a joke. There were 30 turnovers by the Razorbacks yesterday, which is absolutely disgusting. And Eric Musselman understands that. He knows it. And there's those things as well as some other things that they need to work on before the season starts. I, I mean, you know, thank goodness that we, you know, that we had this, uh, you know, this every four years you're allowed to do this. And thank goodness we had the opportunity with so many new faces. Uh, but some things really started to materialize over this trip. Kamani Johnson played really well. Uh, we talked about TB's performance. Uh, Ricky Council did a great job. Um, but but what we're able to do now, Christine, is we're, you know, like Ricky Council maybe handled the ball a little bit more than I had perceived. So, you know, what is he going to do over the next eight weeks to become a better ball handler when we need an emergency uh, pick and roll player? Um, obviously, you know, our freshmen, you know, they threw way too many lobs and turned the ball over way too much. Um, you know, and, and I think that that's part of the growth. Um, you look at look at our point guard turnovers tonight uh, between Devo, AB, and Nick. That's got to get a lot better. So, uh, but a lot of good things. You know, there weren't many shot clock violations with the twenty four second shot clock. I think that um, further cements how quick we like to play and how we have a lot of NBA quick hitting you know sets that don't need a lot of time to develop. I think that that's evidence that that's the case on our style of play because I was concerned with the shorter shot clock that we would have a lot of shot clock violations but we beat a really good team a really experienced team with 30 turnovers um, and that's what happens when you have a lot of new guys you're going to turn the ball over a lot and obviously our goal is nine and and so that's got to drastically drastically improve but now we're able to go back and work on it. So there you know, you hear from Eric Musselman on some of the things that uh, they need to work on. And there were some positives thrown in there, too. But here's the thing. You talked about three-point shooting. Now, I will admit, that's the thing that I was probably wanting to see more of this trip, just to see if there's any some knockdown three-point shooters. And in this trip alone, you didn't really see anybody, you know, or at least the, as a collective group, as a team, be able to hit the three pretty consistently, especially when they were wide open. Um, that's something that Arkansas struggled with last year, as we know, and this year they really need to find some guys that can be able to do those in a big way. You don't want to be that team where yes, defense is great. Yes. Getting to the rack is great. Yes. Dunking is great. Like all of that's great, but you got to make threes <laughs> like you just have to. So I would hopefully see some of that develop as the season goes on, but that was the, probably the thing that was more concerning. Cause even when it was brought up with the turnovers, like Eric Musselman said, when you got a new team like Arkansas does right now, you're going to have turnovers. It's going at 30 is insane, but that's fixable. That's extremely fixable. Like the amount of turnovers that they had, it's not good. Maybe it wasn't expected as to be that many, but it's not the end of the world. Like that's stuff that can get shored up. Three-point shooting, though, is not something that you can just be like, all right, well, uh, this week in practice, we're going to work on our three-point shooting, and uh, we're just going to shoot threes. Like you can do that, you can say that, but until it actually uh, materializes in the game, none of that matters. So that's the thing that I'm really going to be interested to see how that goes 
especially considering like where they're at and where they need to be in the three point shooting and all those things too. Uh, the turnovers I'm fine with, but the defense was awesome at times. Like it really looked good. The athleticism is stupid, stupid good. Uh, the players, uh, you know, you expect to see like Anthony Black is looking great. Nick Smith's elite, as you can tell. Um, I really like Barry Dunning. Like that guy, I think that is very underrated, and I think that he'll probably get a lot of playing time this year. I expect him to. Um, so, you know, we didn't get to see a whole lot of Jordan Walsh at times. I think he'll be okay, so it's not like a bad thing or anything like that. But I think we'll see him at times really get involved too. And uh, it's just a matter of getting better. And so I is a successful trip. You went 4-0. You won all the games. You played some interesting teams, some good teams as well. And you're coming home undefeated. So you got to take it for what it is. But basketball is pretty much over until the basketball season starts, which we know there's a lot of excitement getting drilled up for that. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.